the day is just your reward for the last, you know, I guess it was five months really of um, big swims. Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we explore the human side of the superhuman feats of endurance swimmers and those who support them. I'm marathon swimmer and water relationship coach, Shannon Keegan. I know what you're thinking. What's a water relationship coach? Think about it. What's your relationship with the water? Like any relationship, it takes work. If you go into a swim with an agenda, you may get what you want, but you may not. But if you take the time to learn to work with the water, you could do amazing things together. If you're looking for guidance in your water relationship, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. In this, the last of our three-part series, following Carolyn Anderson on her journey to swim the 34 kilometers down the Derwent River in Tasmania. We meet a beaming Carolyn, her captain, Val Kilnikov, and one of her crew members, Yup Baus, who generously gave their time, not just to see Carolyn safely down the river, but to join us for the retelling. We had a fantastic time laughing and joking the whole time. I hope you enjoy the exciting conclusion of Carolyn's journey. <laughs> All right, you guys, thanks for being with me today. Um, this is the exciting conclusion of Caroline's journey to swim the 34 kilometers down the Derwent River. And it's also a bit of a retelling because we have some of her crew here, including her skipper. So let's start with introductions. Caroline, you don't need any introduction because you've been with us for a few episodes, but you maybe tell us a little bit about your role in Caroline's journey. Um, yeah, so in, in Caroline's journey, we have been uh, training a lot uh, together in uh, in Brisbane. Um, I, I call her my swim buddy of the year. Um, and uh, on the day of Caroline's uh, swim, I was uh, in the support crew, so handling with uh, her feeds, uh, motivating her, dancing on, on deck, that sort of uh, stuff. <laughs> we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. And Val, can you introduce yourself, please? <laughs> uh, Val Kalmakovs. I'm a director of Keppel Island Swimming Association, as well as uh, the boat driver or captain, or whatever we call the pilot on the Durban River. So my job was to pretty much tell Carolyn where to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, make it, to make the long story short so right but it's yeah and yeah. we succeeded I think <laughs> <laughs> I think so um and I know um you and Val that you guys each have your own marathon swim story and I want to come back to that but today we're going to focus on Caroline so Absolutely. where should we start where should we start let's start at the beginning were you successful in all of your travels to get there, Caroline? I think we left off with you getting ready. You had to do testing before you went and things like that. Yeah, so the States, uh, we ended up having to get tested with the lovely nose test on the way down. So that was all a bit nerve-wracking. So it kind of impacted the last two weeks of training because I was just too scared to see anybody. Oh, because yeah. Because if I got a negative fast what do you call those things? Rapid, Rapid antigen test. test. Yeah. yeah, the rat test. If I got a negative, then I wasn't allowed to go. So 
uh, that's sorry, positive. positive. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to go. <laughs> Uh-oh. I've got a husband in the background <laughs> telling me that too. Anyway, so um, so I was really nervous. So it actually impacted my last two weeks of training. I was too scared to go to any squads. I didn't get to see my coach in the last two weeks. I pretty much went to the pool. Um, Yup and I went to indoor pools in the middle of the day. I was talking to you about the Australian summer and just basically no one swims in the middle of the day here. So we went to a couple of indoor pools in the middle of the day where and no one was kind of there. We just sort of avoided everyone and did arm's length to everyone. Just, you know, you were just, like I was saying last time, it's all very new in Australia. So right. uh, anyway, I got down there. Val got down there. You got down there and we were good to go. Just like did. that. Just like that. <laughs> so tell me again, what time did you guys start? Broad daylight, like noon, right? <laughs> yeah, in Africa. Well, <laughs> in Africa. Yeah. Um, I think the alarm went off at 11.30. For yeah. me, the alarm went off at 11.30 at night. Um, we were on the road, I think, about... 12 15 but then val can talk about he's got to get the boat up the river first so i think it take, took him an hour i didn't really ask much about what he was doing <laughs> and um so he had to get the boat up the river um uh so then it was a bit, a bit of a logistical thing actually because a bit, a bit like the, we were talking about the kayak was a bit of a logistical thing The you know you have to drop it's because it's a one-way swim you kind of have to get the cars back and everybody up there and around yeah. and and I was a little bit nervous Val offered to go on his boat but I was a little bit nervous to sit on the boat for an hour beforehand I wasn't oh. sure how I'd react with my seasickness and but also it was an hour of sleep right <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah yeah so um yeah so the, it was uh, I'm a very good napper, as we talked about. <laughs> so I actually took my Quell tablets um, at about 5.30 and I was asleep by 6.30. I had a good five hours nap. No problem Thanks. here. <laughs> I think I think it was everyone else that was tired. So, um, yeah, and but the thing that um, really got my confidence up, we were talking about getting my confidence up, was two days beforehand, Val was very sweet and he said, come on, you get in the boat, we'll go up the river and we'll do a little practice. Because as you know, I was quite scared about the cold water and mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, train, train, train and the week leading up to it because I was sitting at home for most of the time, I was sitting in my ice bath and Val's like, no, you'll be right. I'm like, oh, I don't believe you, Val. You know, should have <laughs> believed him. Anyway. So he was very kind and he, we went on the boat and we drove up to um, kind of halfway, I think, Val, isn't it, up to Bridgewater Bridge and he said, all right, get in, let's swim, you know. And it was just fantastic, like just to have that little practice because as we talked about, I'd never been next to a boat before, yeah. feeding and swimming off a boat before. It was all so new and I literally never swum beside a boat like that. I don't think Val appreciates that 20 minutes was the first time I'd ever swum beside the boat and when I jumped in for the practice swim, I was like, <gasps> like I was like hyperventilating. I'm like, don't let Val see, don't let Val see. <laughs> he'll, have a, he'll think that I'm not going to make the make it in a couple of days. So I was just trying to concentrate on my breathing. And um, actually Val's wife is amazing with breathing and stroking. And, and she was talking to me about, you know, just taking a big, long breath and just in that first sort of 20 minutes. And that's kind of what I did. Um. And it was interesting because that day there was actually someone swimming it. So I got back in the boat and um, Val took me over and we saw that person swimming. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that Um, was cool. 
Yeah, and um, that person was kind of swim, 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 you know, uh, uh, obviously they were a bit more confident and they were away from the boat. And <laughs> I'm saying to Val, Val, not more than two metres away from me, buddy. <laughs> stay close, stay I have, close. Can I add that on that practice? practice swim carolyn if i would know that she didn't swim with the boat before i would never guess she was like a professional like a professional boat swimmer (laughs) is that a thing yeah i was gonna say how do you detect um what is it what happens with a person who maybe isn't used to swimming next to a boat is it that they swim into the boat or what what usually happens exactly exactly right so they just don't stay in a straight line or they're trying to swim their own course instead of the following the boat so the plan is you 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 stay with the boat you know you might go a little bit left or right but generally stay with the boat boat doesn't stay with you so we put a course and it's your job to stay with the boat so she did fantastic in that yeah 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 that is i think what's the thing i've heard before it's like the swimmer sets the pace but the boat sets the course so but it's important that you you respect that and i yeah, there's always somebody that's like, oh, no, I know the right way to go. <laughs> just exactly. Like... <laughs> now, Caroline was very, very oh cooperative God. in that case. So I don't know how often that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it happens a lot. I'm always cooperative. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris, is it true? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's gone now. Um, I think also um, – I just know when Yoop and I have done massive swims, or not massive, those big training swims we were talking about before Christmas, I just know how much sighting takes out of me and I know how much my nerves takes energy out of me. And I just, and I guess being someone like that, it, um, it was actually good to hand over that energy to them and just let them do it. And all I had to do was swim, literally. So How did um, you, yeah, it's, that's a super, that's a huge one. And I mean, I can almost, I can almost remember the beginning of every single marathon. So I'm like the, my state of mind and like getting through it. But like, how did you work through that? Cause that's, that's big. <laughs> well, I, I was, I, I don't know if I told you, but um, so Val kind of, well, we'll talk about hubby and the kayak and everything, but Val kind of went part through the bridge that I had to swim past, you know, kind of past where I had to swim. Does that make sense? Anyway, and, and I, I jumped in the water and um, I just, I, I mean, I didn't, again, I didn't really tell them, but I just absolutely had a panic attack. Like I couldn't breathe and my, I was like breathing really high, you know, being a music teacher, I know how bad that is. And um, I had to do like about 20 breaststrokes just to get my um, breathing under control. And hubby was in the kayak under the bridge and I'm like, no, nah, can't do it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, just long breaths, you know. So then I kind of went back another couple of metres and put my head in. I hadn't even put my head in at this stage. I just felt like I couldn't breathe. And um, anyway, so then I did a couple of strokes with the head in because luckily, um, I don't know, the boat was still organising the lights and the, you know, glow sticks and all that kind of stuff that we had to organise. And it sort of gave me that little bit of time to just get my um, thoughts together. And um, and then when everyone said, oh, you know, you're good to go, then I, I kind of was. And the funny thing was, I was thinking of you, Shannon, in the first hundred strokes, because you know how we were saying in the last one that when we're desperate, we count strokes. Right. Dude, I was counting strokes from the start. Right about, yeah. <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> Normally, it's when I'm um, desperate or tired or whatever. But that first um, sixteen kilometers that we'll talk about, um, Val promised me that I'd have a current. No, he didn't promise, but he and he said, all you have to be is a coconut and just drift down the ocean, <laughs> drift down the river. But um, you did. there was no. There was. 
wasn't much at the beginning, but it is what it is. There's not much I could yeah, do exactly. about it. Exactly. So I was really, um, yeah, I started, started counting strokes from the start, which was kind of funny, but that was good because it got my rhythm and, and it was really, and then you do your first feed. Pardon? I was just, it's grounding to count, like getting to get through the nerves. I almost would recommend that to somebody now that you mentioned that it's like, you know, it's like, it's just to be like, okay, I can, but I know I can stroke. And like, yes, you use it as a tool sometimes later on to just keep going. But I think in the beginning, it can be really grounding to just be like, okay, oh yeah, I know how to do this. One, two, three. <clears throat> yeah, it was really good. And I was just, and then um, hubby kind of knew how, uh anxious I was at the start so that first half an hour I don't know how he even went forwards because he was watching me the whole time and I'd look at the boat and um uh oh, actually I couldn't see many people on the boat to start with there were, the lights were a little bit bright we had to we had to um sort out the lights a little bit but I don't really know what happened on the boat Val and you can talk about that but we sorted it out within I don't know maybe four or five minutes so, so um, um so again you like you got to meet you met the boat you left 11 30 alarm went off got your extra hour of sleep what time did you meet val of course he's done his work getting the boat up the river and all that stuff but what time do you meet him at what time we meet 1 30 in the morning i think 1 15 or something uh 1 yeah, 15 we, I had... one o'clock a little bit one, after one o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah. He said, just come straight from the pub. I went, okay. <laughs> um, and then what uh, time did you get, get underway? Like how long were you prepping for? I don't know. It's all a blur to me. Maybe it half wasn't an worse. hour? Probably, yeah, half an hour. There half an hour, an hour, I think. Yeah. yeah. There's always, yeah. Did you do like the desitin and stuff on your back for sun protection and stuff like that? Yeah, so I did. Um, the Tassie sun actually is quite brutal. It, it can be not hot, but it can be quite brutal. So I did sunscreen and then um, all the grease and other stuff. Uh-oh. So it was, she was shiny and sticky. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, we lost her. <laughs> So, yes, absolutely. Val, so Val, you're, um, how many people have you taken down? You, you pronounced it better than me. Not that Der, I say Derwent. What do you say? Der, I'm not Derwent River. Derwent. Der, right. Der okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. How many people yeah. have you taken six. down that? Six? So okay. far, six. Yeah, six this year so far. And oh, wow. um, they've been all successful. Thank God. Thank goodness. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. But but when Carolyn mentioned when she jumped in the water and it was, you know, very nerve-breaking, it could be. Because when I swam last year, we started in the dark as well. And when you jump from the, you know, lead boat in the water and it feels like it's pitch black and the boat passes you a little bit and you're literally by yourself under a bridge and you cannot see hardly anything. And boat yeah. is floating away. That makes, that makes it a little bit uh, uncomfortable for a while. Right. You would hope that boat come back. You just, but you know, you never know what the guys in the boat would do. Maybe they'll decide <laughs> right. to just right. through that. <laughs> yeah. So you, at this point, what are you thinking? You're there with with Carolyn, getting getting ready on the boat. How are you? And you're getting you're doing this the next day. So what's going What's going through your head at this point? Yeah, it's similar as uh, with, with Caroline. For me, it was a good experience to be there to uh, support Caroline, of course, and to see what this swim was all about and and, and get a bit of a visual uh, for me, for myself as well. But um, 
Yeah, um, I, I was uh, looking a um, little bit after um, uh, Caroline and um, and sort of uh, supporting her and, and and talking to her. Uh, I'll never forget when I got in the car with her. They picked me up from um, from Hobart City, and Caroline always you know, a lot of chatty and talking. And I said, "Hey, Caroline, how are you? Are you excited?" And she and I think she just said, "Okay, I'm okay." <laughs> So I was a little bit worried initially, but then she started uh, talking and relaxing. And I think at that point, because it's we've been swimming in the dark many times, uh, but jumping off a boat in the dark, uh, it, it still feels a bit, bit, bit silly, I think. And uh, uh, so, so I, I just tried to talk to her and keep her comfortable and uh, relax. And uh, and and I think she, uh, yeah, she she jumped in and um, we went off. And off we went <laughs> and you were taking us through a little bit of that first, like that first 30 minutes, Carolyn, you want to take us back there to that, <laughs> that beginning part of this. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, Listen we're good. We're good. All good. <laughs> nice photo, Val. Um, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Look at that smiley face, uh, smiley face, just like that the whole day. And there's you smiley, smiley all the time. <laughs> the best the best it sounds like the best people you could have on your boat bell <laughs> that's it oh look at my hair <laughs> i love how it connects everything <laughs> um well we're talking about the logistics of the kayak and would it work and mm-hmm. oh geez i was tossing up whether have to have chris on the kayak for a long like even up to the day before i was still oh, really? but Val was amazing. So Val literally brought um, his boat and he put the kayak in the boat uh, probably 3,000 kilometres away for me and he put the, put the kayak in and drove it down to Tasmania and um, I was so grateful. And, and Chris, we've got um, family down there that go salmon fishing, so they had all the wet weather gear for the water and everything. So Chris um, rugged up in that. And I was actually a little bit worried about Chris getting cold, to be honest, but... Anyway, he didn't, but he got in the kayak and, um, like, he's just kayak, you know, hundreds of kilometres for me. So um, he, um, he he just started and, to be honest, I have no idea what the boat did. I wouldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what they were doing. You weren't supposed much. to. <laughs> you you no, don't want to know. Much. You don't want to know what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much for the first, I think Chris was with me for six feet or five feet, so two and a half, three hours maybe, until the sun came up anyway. And then um, once I could see people's faces on the boat, I said to Chris, I'm good now. You can hop out now. Like, I'm, I'm totally good. Nice. Anyways, so they said, you know, just so that I could see people's faces, it just, I don't know, it just. Um, it helps. Yeah. And it, it helps. Yeah. yeah. It's disorienting to swim in the dark, mm. just in general. I mean, and it's amazing to yes. me, all the experience that you had going into that, like the, how much you practice it. I think that's, that's awesome. But, but it's helpful to kind of have a, like a buffer on each side. You're like, I go between, it's a lane line. Right. Mm. So is that, that but, well, that's... actually one thing, one thing was the glow sticks. Um, I was telling Chris, it was actually hard to judge distance with the glow sticks. Oh yeah. Like I couldn't actually tell, was I five meters one? I couldn't actually tell. So the only, I said to Chris, oh, don't worry about the glow sticks because he had the little head torch and little red light. And I was just judging off that pretty much. And then he, he was doing, um, we've kind of got this system that might be funny to other people, but uh, you know, we were talking about breaking down a marathon swim to feed, to feed, and then 10 minutes, to 10 minutes. And then we can also break it down into stroke by stroke. 
Well, my, I was, we were doing 10 minutes and normally hubby would hold up one finger for 10 minutes, two finger for 20 minutes and then feed, but it's pitch black. So we go, hmm. <laughs> well, after, so after 10 minutes, I'd see this big blue glow stick wave in the <laughs> wave and I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so I don't really know what the boat did. I just stuck with him. And then once I could see Val's face, um, like in the skipper area, because I knew he wasn't moving from there. So, you know, because people in the boat kind of move around. So once I saw Val's face, I kind of felt a lot more comfortable then to leave Chris. And so, but the funny thing is they said, okay, we're going to um, put the kayak in the boat now. It was like these, I don't know how to describe it, Val. It's like two hooks on the side of the boat and they just hooked the kayak up on the side of the boat. And they said, uh, you and Renee is going to feed you and we're just going to put the kayak up. Um, you might have to swim, you know, for a few minutes by yourself or whatever. And I said, yeah, that's fine. You know, seriously, they had the kayak up, Chris in the, in the, in the boat and off we went before I'd finished feeding. So I have no idea <laughs> how they did that. Wow. Process. They must've just been, whoa, Hercules getting this thing up on the side. I don't, I don't know. But anyway, so that was the first sort of three hours, really. Chris by my side, not really knowing what anyone else is doing. Counting strokes, watching blue glow sticks flash for every 10 minutes. And are you feeling, um, yeah, what are you feeling like? So it's you're through, you're, it's dark, but it's getting lighter, but you know that, that it's not over when it's light. So like kind of how are you processing all, all of that? Um, I don't really know. I was just swimming, to be honest. <laughs> just, like I was just... <laughs> so well trained you just go didn't really have any emotions I didn't really um once Chris left once Chris left I um just had you know laser eyes on Val like he is just the bomb you know if if he wasn't looking for waves, I've said this before if he wasn't looking for waves and current (laughs) wait it's not cool when I do it waves and current um he was just watching me like a hawk, you know. I, I guess that first half an hour of when Chris left and I was with Val, I kind of was having to, you know, you kind of resetting, you know, okay, here's the boat. But because we'd had the little practice swim, he put um, a tow float at sort of at the front of the boat, kind of a tow float at the back, and he wanted me, like I, he wanted me to swim between those two tow floats um, just to help me. So, um, So that was really good. Like I kind of knew if um, if I was moving away a little bit or towards the boat. So, um, but yeah, with swimming, I'm very good at um, not really having any emotions in that time. And I was just really concentrating on not thinking too far ahead, to be honest. It was like, it just too overwhelming to think. That's good advice. Oh, That's really only good nine advice. hours ahead. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so That's I was just, yeah, trying to think. Um, and then Youth was very good at giving messages from people. You know, we kind of had a, a private little chat group. Um, Youth was good at giving messages from everybody. I think Michael said feed faster, but that was one one feed that I was chatting. But there was a full <coughs> rainbow, full rainbow over oh. the river. Mm-hmm. So Val had the live feed on while the rainbow was on. And so I was chatting a bit more for that feed. And, of course, I got smashed by everyone that I was taking too long to feed. I'm like, I was just looking at the <laughs> we, ha- we did have very we did have very good weather we missed a couple of storms they were came just behind us so yeah there was fantastic look at the sky and the sun uh, no that that regard was very good yeah that sounds good what's the um 
uh, is there other boat traffic or anything on the river, Val? No, no traffic. And uh, there was not, especially not in the first 16 kilometer of the swim. And if you swim in the dark, there's not that many idiots who would want to go, right. you know, on a river in the pitch black. And then <laughs> just, you can get just us, right? <laughs> that's it. And then, then you can get, you know, here and there a little small boat or a jet ski. And then when you get to the end, last six kilometers, there's a, well, like last 10 kilometers, really, that mono ferries creating massive waves and could be some big ships leaving the docks. But we'll try to adjust the schedule, you know, according to their schedule because they're bigger. So we yeah. don't really want to mess with them. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> try to stay away from there. But yeah, it's, traffic wise is not that complicated. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what's it like for you the first three, four hours on the boat? You <laughs> just like trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> he was trying to, he was trying to fall asleep. He was trying to fall asleep. <laughs> call, well, as I mentioned, that was picked up from the pub. No, no. That's <laughs> um, yes, so the uh, first few hours, you try to get in a rhythm uh, with the rest of the support crew. Um, so Renee and I uh, developed a sort of a, uh, a schedule um Val would uh, signal to Chris on the on the kayak um you know what when the next feed would be would it be uh, another uh, 15 minutes so Caroline could get prepared and then at five minutes when Val yelled five it's five minutes that's when we uh, woke up and got into action so I um uh, I would um um get um, the temperature the water temperature the air temperature we measured that every 30 minutes around Caroline's feet, so that can be used um, for the gratification of the gratification of the of the swim. Mm -hmm. uh, air temperature, water temperature, and then I started to count her strokes, uh, and she was almost all uh, around 58, 60. The whole the the whole ten hours it was just unbelievable. I couldn't believe my eyes that I got. <laughs> that, that, so the strokes stayed the same. So that, so you recorded every 30 minutes as well. Um, in the meantime, Renee was getting ready um, for uh, Caroline's feet, so she would uh, grab a bottle, or if we ran out of a certain um, feet, she would mix it uh, according to a, a Caroline's uh, schedule. I would then hook on uh, the um, the bottle on the on the rope, throw it uh, at uh, Caroline, trying not to uh, to hit her in the face and not <laughs> right. to oh, the bottle nice. too too far away. So that was that was quite a skill that I. Um, quite proud of that I developed that pretty good uh, um, um, and yeah as Caroline said later in the race um, you know when the, the fatigue starts building up a little bit we we um, um, we uh, gave her the messages from uh, from swim buddies friends that uh, they posted in, in our Facebook uh, messenger groups um, and that uh, yeah I saw that sometimes gave her a little bit of a boost if somebody that you know, special to her says something fantastic and gives some you know, a confidence booster. Um, yeah, that 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 really helped. Um, and then um, at the end, we did a bit of dancing on deck. Yeah. And uh, I, I I don't know how Caroline did it, but she she was she was able to uh, while swimming, you know, laugh at it or uh, or say some something. So we we yeah we just. Uh, try to get our attention a little bit of the sore shoulders and the, you know, the pain that start, start building up. Um, and uh, I think the whole team did a, did a great job. Um, what was the variability in temperature from the beginning to the end? 
Yeah, we started around um, 19, 20 degrees. Okay. And then there was a, uh, a patch of uh, 23, 24 when we uh, swim, where Caroline swam past a uh, factory that dumps all sort of warm water in the river. And I think at the end it was again 2021. 20, we, we, wow. we were quite, quite lucky with the temperature. So I think on average it was about 19, 20 degrees. Wow. Um, um, and, and Caroline can can tell that you know we've done all this cold water preparation and in, in, in hindsight that, that was good because 19 degrees felt like a hot bath. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that, Caroline. Was it? Did it? Did was there any point where you're like, I'm a little chilly, or is it? Can did I ever come can in? I, yeah. Can I jump ahead. quickly in that? Just yeah. the reason they were doing the cold water preparation because in general, like last year, for example, when I when I swam in February. The river was 18 degrees, and then yeah. the closer you get to the ocean, the water dropped to six to 16. Oh wow! So that's wow. this year. The water was what three three four degrees warmer than last year. So I don't yeah. know what it is. It's uh, global warming, or <laughs> not global warming, or just I uh, know just uh, got very lucky. But it's this summer water is very warm, so it's uh, it's a good condition, I guess. You know, makes it a little bit easier. Right. And, yeah. Uh, and good just preparation for, for Northern China. Maryland. Right. Yeah. I was just for the Fahrenheit people in the world. It's uh, so 19 is about 66. I'm looking over at my chart. <laughs> so 66 and then up to you said 24 is 75. Yep. But it said yep. it was you were about 66, 68 for the majority yep. of this swim, which is kind of yep. like Tahoe temps. They advertise like Tahoe here in the U.S. as about as a training for 66, 68, although it tends to be closer to 22 i'd say so anyway mm-hmm. or celsius anyway just for for the just for the benefit of the fahrenheit <laughs> people in the world <laughs> uh, but that is interesting how much warmer it, it is because you, you were saying yeah. um so 16 is more like or 17 is more like 62 that's a that's a big big difference yeah that's what yeah, it was I last s- year i swam yeah. um i was staying further south of the river like towards the ocean Closer to Antarctica, I guess. <laughs> and um, I, I, I thought I got there four days early and I thought I'm going to swim in the ocean um, for the three days leading up. And then Val took me out for a swim. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go in. And I, I, I drove down to the beach and I was sitting in the car just having that moment. Like it was drizzly, it was overcast. And I just had the little tear, <laughs> just rang up and just went, what am I doing? <laughs> Can we go home now? <laughs> I don't want to do it. And I got out and I thought, I'm just I'm at least going to get my hair wet. That was the goal. <laughs> three, day, three days out from a swim, right? So I literally just got out of the car and it was, it, it was 14 degrees, but wind chill was like 10 or, le- 10 or 11. So I don't know wow. what that is in America talk. 47 wind chill 51 (laughs) yeah so it was chilly so I thought right well I've never been in my togs you know like I've talked about all the people around the world just be laughing at me but I've never been in my togs in that kind of cold before you know wind chill cold so I thought just okay just get in my togs and I walk down to the beach I put my feet in I'm just like oh my goodness and my Garmin watch did clock it at about 16. I just thought, what is, like, oh, my gosh. And then a girlfriend met me, um, Tammy, who was actually one of um, Ute's crew, her and I crewed, and she's a local, and she just gets in her bikinis and runs in the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, and then I got out and, and I started swimming and I, I felt okay in the 16. I thought, okay, I can do this, I can do this. And then um, Val, I just, I'm, as much as Val could show me photos of the temperature gauge, I just couldn't believe that it was really? 20 degrees. <laughs> I just, yeah, I would I'm lie like, to yeah. you. I would just lie to you just to make you feel like that. <laughs> so I, um, uh, but then when that practice swim, I just went, oh, wow, it really is 20 degrees. So I just felt so much better. There was one moment um, where uh, it gets really warm for a little while, shall we say. It got quite hot in a particular area in the north of the river. Um, and then, like, I think it is it, Val, like a cold river, a cold creek sort of flows out or something. And it was just this sudden drop. And I just thought it's just dropped to like 14 degrees. But Val said, because I'd been in 25 and it probably dropped to 19, it was literally yeah. like a wall of water. I was like, warm, 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 cold. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But Val said that it was just because it dropped six degrees so quickly, it wasn't that particularly cold. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's rivers- a little tricky. There's a little spot where, um, sorry, Shannon, the, um, the creek just before that paper factory, there's a creek on the port side or starboard side of the river that's coming in the, in, uh, in the river. And if there's some rains in the mountains, the water gets very, very cold for a couple of hundred meters. And then from that cold water, you get very, very warm water coming from the factory on another side of the river. So it could be really, you know, you keep your, let's say, 20 degrees water suddenly drops down to, I don't know, 16, 14. And after that, bang, straight to 24. And when it's 24, it's not the whole, you have about a half a meter, you know, maybe, what is it, three foot, three feet of the very warm water. But then you pull, so your arm from your elbow down stays in the cold water. So it's really just weird feeling and very uncomfortable. And then you keep going down. And that layer of the warm warm water getting less and less and less and less. And then next thing you know, you're back to that, your normal 19, 20 degrees. So, but that particular section could be a little bit tricky for a swimmer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it psychologically, it's (laughs) kind of tricky because the water, water is doing what water is doing, but in your mind, you're just like, what is going on here? Because of the temperature changes. So. Like I think I popped. I think I popped up and said, "Oh my gosh, it's just gotten really cold." And I just remember Val going, "It's fine, just swim. It's fine." Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's really cold down here. <laughs> but uh, it was just the change in temperature by six degrees. It was just so sudden. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you'd swim along, and your your hands would be in whatever temperature, but your body was in six degrees warmer. It was it's creepy. Oh, we don't get that in Queensland. It's just all hot. <laughs> <laughs> So then after you pass this little patch, it, the water's cooling again or getting back to what it was. Was there, was there ever a point that you felt chilly or did, were you just like, Never. no, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so that cold whether, water. Whether that's because of, the, because of the training or that we've done, we've done or be, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I'd do the training again because I wouldn't risk it. I'd do it yeah. again. Still coming from Queensland, you know, we're swimming in pools that are, 29, 30, 31 degrees. So I, 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 do, I do it again, the cold, you know, the ice baths and that. But um, mm-hmm. um, but never once did I feel cold. Never once. Like I had, well, you probably had like six, you know, hot water thermoses on the boat ready to go. And ne- <laughs> never, never, I think I think Val just drank lots of coffee. We just had lots of hot water. So <laughs> well, I never felt like I needed it at all. I think the only time I got cold was, 
um, when I got out and just um, and we were driving the boat back and just my adrenaline just dropped. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the blood pressure drops, um, you yeah. know, that after. Yeah. You know, but I, I've done that a couple of times, that adrenaline drop, and that's when I got got really cold. And there's sort of photos of me with my big winter swim jacket on and my UGG boots, but I just, um, you know, I probably, I didn't, if, if it was, I don't know, maybe, I don't even know what the weather temperature was. And, um, but it's just that after drop when you get out and the blood pressure drops, the heart rate drops, the, um, the adrenaline drops, yeah. <laughs> the emotions, emotions raise. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. that's probably the only time in the day that I got cold. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we talked a lot about things that worked. Is there anything that didn't work that you wish you'd trained better for? Didn't go right? Anything? No? Clockwork? No, I, you, <laughs> you might, might have better. I think, um, no, the only thing that was guessing was the kayak bit. And, and on the day, because Val had taken me for a practice swim, I wasn't even guessing the boat bit. Um, no, honestly, I, it was just a cracking day. And, um, yeah, I know. It's, we've talked about that, that people say, oh, you know, it was a very unusual day, but it really was. I didn't um, – I think I was very lucky with the weather. Like, I didn't have any problems with seasickness. Um, and, actually, one new thing was the, the stick, the feeding stick. I'd never had that before. So um, I think I was talking about I was going to try bananas for the first time. So that was one um, thing that I'd never had. So you did the the rope on the thing and then Val had a really cool, the, the feeding stick. So it was like we'd stop for a feed and I like had a buffet. Like Renee had the feeding stick with a cup of banana and jelly beans and you've had the bottle. I'm like, oh, what will I have this time? <laughs> so that was the only new thing, but that all worked really well. I don't I think everything went well, didn't it, team? <laughs> yeah, from you, yeah, and, you and Val, from your perspective, was there anything that kind of could have gone better? For, for, from my perspective, uh, not really. As Caroline was very, very good prepared, um, trying different feeds, swimming in the dark. Um, a few things are, are new, but uh, and were new to me as well uh, on, the, on, the, as, on the support crew. But I think... Uh, for, for, from my perspective, when you develop that um, uh, yeah that that half half an hour um, routine with with the rest of the support crew and with Val, um, I think that went uh, that went pretty good. And 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 as Caroline already said um, herself, maybe a little little bit less chatting during the uh, during the feeds and a bit more uh, back into swimming. But the other time. No, I, I, I agree with Caroline. Everything went went very smooth, and um, from my perspective, I, I I wouldn't do anything different. What about you, Val? Well, someone said to me, someone said to me, try and enjoy it. Like I kind of got to the end of Rottnest and that, and I just what just happened? Like what just happened? So, and because it's a river, you see really cool stuff. You actually see stuff, which is. Nice. So when you stop, it's not just an ocean with waves and trying not to get boats to run over you. It's actually a really pleasant scenic swim. So I was actually like, oh, look, there's a winery, you know, oh, that'd be nice. Oh, look, there's a... Rivers are fun like that, right? <laughs> they are. I've never swum in a river, you know, anything like that before. So 
it was kind of like I'd stop and look around and and then they'd say, like, are you going to eat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then I'd look around <laughs> a bit more. <laughs> so Caroline, Caroline, you have to uh, tell Shannon and the listeners about uh, what you uh, saw on the bridge. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was amazing. So I've kind, I've kind of got like a little chat group that's just, you know, sort of close family and friends. And um, uh, so a lot of people knew and knew that I was, you know, not publicly, just, you know, my little friend, my friends and that. And um, we were looking, well, you could probably tell it more because you you saw it more than me, but I'm, I'm swimming along and, and I saw everybody, Val, you, Brene, Chris, they're all looking up. Like we were coming close to the bridge. I knew we were coming close and everybody was looking up. Oh, they're just looking at the bridge. And then Renee's like screaming at me, look up, look up. And I'm like, what are you talking? Like, because, you know, you're like, no, swim, swim, cross straight. Right, right. <laughs> right? No, when do they, when do your support crew tell you look up? So I looked up and there was these people on top of the bridge and they were screaming and waving. And then I saw all these like things like float, float down i'm like what is that anyway and i, I thought, stopped I and thought it's a funeral out. i thought they're just spraying the ashes of you know the loved ones <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what i thought really <laughs> well shannon it was not a funeral <laughs> no ashes okay <laughs> but she was she has family down there so she was visiting her family and with her kids and they got buckets of um petal flower petals oh, wow and they threw them down and I'm swimming along and then I'm like Boom. <laughs> and there was flowers everywhere and I'm swimming oh, cool. through flowers and and um yes if you told me to just keep swimming then you probably would have slapped you <laughs> right. but I was yeah, I was just looking up and it was, I mean, at the time we didn't actually realise who it was. It wasn't until we finished the swim that we'd realised who it was. But that was just like, that was just magic. Kate, you're a superstar. Like it was just <laughs> so, so lovely. Very cool. cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if many people have had that experience. So, yeah, I've got quite yeah. a few lovely yeah. friends in Tasmania, which is one of the reasons why I chose to swim as well. Well, mainly for Val, but mainly, yeah. <laughs> Because I knew Val would look after me. It wasn't some rando skipper. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know from Val's perspective, how much did you have to whip these guys into shape so that they worked the way that you wanted them to? Or did they come with like the knowledge and experience that you needed to have a good swim? Well, they're both very experienced swimmers. You know, Carolyn always, you know, tells, trying to talk herself down. She cannot do that. She's too slow. this so that's that was a little bit just shut up you know you, you're much better yeah, than you exactly. are right and, uh, we actually had to start a little bit later than i planned because after the practice swim and you know talking to joy she swam with her and that because she swam around capel here before so i knew she's not as slow as she thinks she is so we need to adjust time just a little bit yeah so that was the only change we made but uh with chris being in the kayak when we just started the swim i'm thinking oh shit sorry how is it going to work? You know, the boat, kayak, and then the swimmer. So do I have to guide both of them? And then I figure out, hold on a second. Chris actually can see where he's going. So that made it very easy. I would just tell Chris, Chris, to see that, you know, little light flashing somewhere between the trees, just aim for that. And then yeah. Carolyn was following the, 
Chris and now just sitting there or standing in the boat and just chatting to Chris most of the time. So that part worked out very well because I was that the one I was worried about. Yeah. And then when Chris got out of the water, there was no issues. Caroline could see the boat and she was very good to following. And, you know, as, as much as you're trying to keep the boat on the straight and all the time, and if you stay even, you know, half a meter, it just makes you as a swimmer try to turn left and right and left and right. So, yeah. but being a few meters away was, yeah, she was perfect. No, no problem at all. I did have to get her, her case twice about feeding, just simply because we're, we were having a meal in the spot where current was very strong. Yeah. So she had to hurry up and finish her drink. Otherwise, we would have ended up in a place, not a good spot. So otherwise, she was great. She was yeah. very good. Yep. I was kind of hoping she'll do the turn at the bridge and start swimming up the river again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. Bit of a funny story. I know we're talking about me, but, but a funny story. The next day, you did his swim and he finished and we we're all screaming on the boat and he tumble turned and did like 10 strokes back. Nice. <laughs> nice one. Awesome. Do it again. <laughs> And Shannon, another thing would made everything is very easy because Yup and Renee, obviously Yup swam before. I'm not sure if Renee had been on the boat before as a support, but they would do a great job. You know, they they just knew exactly what they're doing, and it makes it everything. The whole process makes very, very fun, really, and very easy. So you have enough time to chat, to joke, you know, to make fun of Carolyn, and yeah, <laughs> you know, it's great. It's it's a good ten hours in the boat. Time, most of the time, time is flying. And weather, yeah, we got very fortunate with the weather all three days. We just had weather was getting progressively better and better and better, or not worth at least. <laughs> so now it was, it was it could, could have been much, much more windier, but um, no, it was great. Yeah. Great time. Cool. So Shannon, um, they, there was three of us from Brisbane that we trained together and we went down and I think Val, correct me if I'm wrong, Val, he had kind of a six-day window for to get all three of us down. Yeah. Um, and um, But the weather was just so good, he put us back to back, so three days in a row. Mm-hmm. So three days in a row, I mean, I did two, but Val did three, you know, getting up at 11 o'clock and, and um, he was just not, nocturnal for three days basically and it was just... <laughs> You know, we went and had a little little glass of champagne at the pub a couple of days later, and it was just, it's such a lovely photo to see Val and his three out of three swimmers, you know. He's got yeah. six out of six now, so that's a good ad for, good ad yeah. for Val. So yeah. he's, he's back in Queensland well, now, and he goes back down. <laughs> they, you just go swimming down the river. All my job is just to, you know, kind of tell you roughly which way to go or not to go. See, so you not- can't say to me, <laughs> no, no, stop. You can't say to me that I'm putting myself down and you say stuff like that. You are the absolute bomb. See, no, no, I'm not going to take it. Teacher time. Okay, okay. We're all going to put a critical eye on. What's, <laughs> what's one thing that you each learned from, from being a part of Carolyn's Swim? Did you learn any? We'll start with Carolyn. Anything that you learned about yourself or in the process or anything during your swim? I just, I don't know if it's, if I learned anything, I just, I think I learned that I really enjoy the process of it all, process outcome. I really enjoy the process of it all, you know, just everyone says, oh, what an amazing swim, but what Val and Yoop and and all the training buddies know is the day is just your reward for the last 
you know, I guess it was five months really of um, big swims. Um, but just the adventure, like you, every, even if it's just a different pool, I think I know every pool now you would laugh to. Every pool in Brisbane we know, you know, every beach, every, you know, the adventures are just amazing and it just, it just breaks that groundhog day. So I don't know if I learned anything on the day, but I think I did learn, uh, I did try and enjoy it more than I've, the other couple of swims I've done because Val organises the Great Keppel. We were talking about the Great Keppel Island swim actually last time, but we were talking about how I breathe to the left. So we'd get to the end, yeah, Val. So we got to the end of Great Keppel um, and Chris is like, oh, that was just the most amazing kayak. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't see anything, you know. <laughs> but then the next year they went the other, other way, but I couldn't go because of lockdown. But um, so that would have been nice. I would have seen more of the island. But um, so I, so none of my swims I've actually stopped and enjoyed and thought this is really fun, you know, and I think it's the first time where I've gone, this is actually fun. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> that's what I learned to just, I mean, I, mean, the, I guess the river helped because you could see stuff along the way. But it was Valde and Yup and Renee and Chris just made it, just made it fun you know, as opposed to survival of the seasickness. Right, right. How about you, Yoop? Did you learn anything on the swim, on being a part of Carolyn's team? Um, I, I think I felt um, being part of Caroline's team from uh, you know, the day that we both signed up for the swim. Absolutely, yeah. Together, um, supporting each other uh, during the swims. Um, and, you know, it, it is just a, a fantastic um journey that we've been through and yeah. we both successfully swim uh, the swim i think that that's um the the thing that i learned is yeah have have an a team around you i have, have positive people around you um whether it's nutrition uh, a, a coach a good coach you know have those people around you and uh, and as Car- caroline said the uh, the swim and in my case supporting caroline uh, during the swim was just a cherry on top you know you've all the hard work Caroline done, done all the hard work already and then uh, on the days just having fun and trying to relax and finish yeah so from bridge to bridge yeah well yeah. done Caroline that was awesome <laughs> well done you <laughs> <laughs> what about you Val anything that you gleaned knowledge the tidbit I really <laughs> really enjoy when the families work together like in yeah. Caroline's case you know Chris I don't think does Chris know how to swim actually I'm not <laughs> No, I mean, he can, he can float. Well, no, she can't even float. He can survive. Yeah, so he has nothing to do with swimming whatsoever. He probably doesn't really enjoy to get up at, you know, at midnight, but just his commitment to Caroline and get on the kayak and kayak and feed her. And, you know, just it's so cool to see that the whole family gets involved. And that's, that's awesome. And uh, the same with the friends like you and uh, Renee. Uh, it's like I said, it's not the individual sport, that's for sure. You have, you know, the one swimmer, but there's a quite few people behind the scene who uh, make it all possible. I'm just hoping that uh, Caroline will learn that uh, she's much stronger swimmer. So maybe she'll be way much more confident now when yeah. it comes to longer swims. Yeah, and for both of them, one and, thing and I was hoping... Very... Sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry. No, no, one go on. One thing we would get at a little bit of a crappy weather. So they both would learn that breeding on both sides is very important. That's right. It didn't happen. 
So one day you guys will learn when the wind comes from the side, you don't like to take a breath or vice versa. You won't be able to do it properly because, you know, can't save by the boat. So learn by little breathing, you too. <laughs> That's right. I'm with Val. All right. Great Keppel Island, August, Shannon. August. Stay August. tuned. Carolyn and you bilateral breathe. <laughs> If you come here in August, it'll be late. July, July this year. Oh, July. July. Okay. July. There you go. Great Keppel Island, everyone. See you all there. The last thing I was going to ask, and they're doing some tree work outside my house, so I apologize if you can hear the background noise, but um, for Caroline, is it too soon to ask what's next? (laughs) Well, we're all going to Great Keppel Island. Yeah, boom. Yeah, of course. That's just it, it was a non-negotiable, that one. I actually had a meeting with Jay, my coach, the other day. We're youth coach, quite a few of us. And um, I had a big, long list of five marathon swims to do this year. And over the course of a coffee, he was just like, you are kidding me, right? Because he said he's seen it before. They come off a successful swim and you get all excited and you book in like every six weeks another one. And he said, you won't have shoulders by December. So, um, so I said, well, Keppel Island's non-negotiable. That one is a definite in because we've got to go and see Val because that's his baby. And, um, well, the next one is they have this, they do have this Australian Triple Crown one here, but, um, but where the second one is is in Western Australia. So literally last night they've caught, you know how I was telling you about the states are a bit different here. So literally last night they closed the border again. So I'm not sure if we'll get across for that one. Oh. But the, the other one, yeah, I know, Western Australia is closed again. So the other one is, sorry for the bad news, Val. I think Val was going to do that one too. Um, but they may open it again. We'll see. Um, but then there's one, there's a Gold Coast one that um, I've actually been signed up for for three years, but it, it got put off in 2020 and then it got put off twice in 2021. So I'd signed up for 2022, but I wasn't going to do it because I was going to do the West Australia. Anyway, two, two marathon swims this year is all my coach will let me have. He doesn't want me to blow up and he I'll wants me a, to. I'll have a boat in Sydney. So if there's going to get moved, we'll just, we'll just swim with my boat. I already, already talked to a few people because I want to do it and Joy wants to do it. So we'll organize our own event. Not a problem. Which one's that? <laughs> Port to Pub? No, no, no. The Pump to Shelly. Shelly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll have a boat too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, you guys. Thank you so much for everybody coming today and telling us about Carolyn's swim. hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of the Intrepid Water Accountability Group? We'll support and encourage each other on a private chat platform, pursue monthly challenges both in the water and on land, and meet virtually once a month to dive deep on a topic. If you'd like to join a group of like-minded limit pushers from around the globe, join the Intrepid Water Accountability Group. Find out more at intrepidwater.com.